0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cruise Control, Ask a Car Guy Anything, and welcome to the dealership. Uh, If this is your first time at our dealership, well, we're actually going to record our podcast here. Uh, It's a Sunday, and we came out here to do a little paperwork and get things, get the old office cleaned up and tidied up a little bit and kind of get ready for the rest of this month coming up. It's November, and we are excited. It's a beautiful fall day. Kevin, how did your week go last week?
1: I'm tired and exhausted from my regular day job, but I'm actually good and ready to sit down with you guys and have a nice, healthy discussion about our topic today. So what is our topic today?
0: The topic today is going to be, there are two camps of buyers. I will never buy new or I'll never buy used. There are two camps of people, Kevin, that I've discovered in the last couple of years of selling and buying cars at this dealership. There are two camps of people. I've actually had clients stand in this dealership and tell me, JP, I will always buy new. I will never buy used. And that was actually four and a half years ago, and that blew me away when this client told me that. And I was stunned when he told me. He's a police officer, and he was from the Kansas City area, and he had just moved to Amarillo, and he was uh, just very as, as serious as anybody could be. And I said, please, tell me more. And the first thing that came out of his mouth m- meant a lot to me, and the first, well, I would say bullet point that he told me was very, very unique. He said, I will always buy new because I never want to buy someone else's headache." And I'm like, well, okay, explain. He says, well, I'm not saying that you're selling used cars that are broken. He said, but most people trade cars in because they're A, not happy with it, B, it lacked performance, or C, it may have had a mechanical problem. I'm like, really? That's interesting. I said, tell me more. And he said, well, I like new because I'm married. (laughs) I'm like, okay. He said, I would rather put my wife in a vehicle that is reliable, trustworthy, has a warranty on it, and has a good (coughs) economical advantage to it. And I said, to explain economical advantage, he says most new cars are getting a lot better gas mileage than the older cars. And the technology is a lot better, and they drive a lot smoother and a lot easier, and they're more apt to not break down. And I was like, wow, okay. I mean, he really changed my mind. Uh, You know, as a car guy, everybody knows that everybody has a car buddy, Kevin, Mm -hmm. and they always say, the the car buddy always has a, a friend, and the friend always says, hey, car guy. What would you rather do? Would you rather sell new or used? Well, I'd rather sell used because i make a lot more money. Well, yeah, that, that could be true to a certain extent, but it also may not be that true, and I can explain why. Because there's a lot of incentives attached to buying new for me, or sell, excuse me, there's a lot of incentives for me to sell new. If I sell X amount of cars in the Buick lineup, the GMC lineup, or the Chevy lineup, or the Cadillac lineup... I can make a bonus from General Motors. So there's a lot of different variables there. It really comes down to what you're comfortable doing. But I I digress from that. I want to focus on bullet points of why I think you have a huge advantage when buying new. Number one, warranty. Bumper-to-bumper warranty. Key, number one whether it's a four-year, 50,000-mile bumper-to-bumper or a 336 bumper-to-bumper bumper program, those two bumper-to-bumper bumper plans are the most popular throughout all the manufacturers, all the way from Kia, Volvo, to Mercedes, GMC, Chevy, and Cadillac. They're all about the same when it comes to bumper-to-bumper. To bumper. One thing people don't know about, though, is for the first 12 months or 12,000 miles, you have what they call a fit-and-finish warranty. It's an unspoken unwritten warranty that's available for the first 12 months or 12,000 miles. You know, you get trim pieces that are falling off and not acting right, uh, door handles that don't look right discolored, trim pieces on the door jams, the A pillar, the B pillar, the C pillar. Things don't look correct or maybe some discoloration happened during shipping. Some chemicals got sprayed on it. You can get a lot of stuff covered in the first 12 months. The What you need to do as a new buyer is really pay attention to it for the first 12 months and make sure it operates correctly and everything looks good and the fit and finish is nice and tight. Uh, Manufacturers want to stand behind their product, and that's bullet point number three. Uh, Manufacturers want to stand behind their product. I'm not saying anything bad about Bob selling his used truck that lives five blocks behind you. Bob's probably not going to be able to stand behind his truck that he's selling you. It's in his driveway and that's it. But a manufacturer has a reputation to uphold. They have a reputation and they, 99% of the time, if all the ducks are in a row are correct and there's no finagling going on and clients aren't trying to scam the dealership or scam the manufacturer, manufacturers want to stand behind their products. They have a reputation nationwide, worldwide and talk about the bumper to bumper warranty your powertrain warranty uh courtesy transportation warranty you have what they call a corrosion warranty there's multiple warranties on new vehicles there's so many perks when you go to buy a new vehicle you get xm for three or four months if you buy a vehicle that was packaged in the beginning and was built with a whole year of Sirius XM. You can get a year of Sirius XM. You can get a year of OnStar. Uh, There's multiple, multiple perks for getting um, a new vehicle, not to mention the satisfaction of getting in a car and driving it and going, wow, this is so super comfortable.
1: New car smell.
0: New car smell. Yeah, everybody loves it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then I'm going to throw another little Easter egg at Kevin okay uh i'm going to teach you guys right now a great way to buy a brand new vehicle and save a ton of money and add to your trade value at the same time so and that kind of leads into one of the subjects i want to talk about (coughs) which is depreciation everybody always talks about depreciation every once in a while um, you'll have some clients come in and they'll say, I'm never going to drive a new car off a lot. I will never buy new. Don't even try to pull that off the showroom floor. Like, You're crazy because I don't want to take a hickey on it. Well, my answer to that is everything depreciates. Kevin's got a really good-looking set of wireless headphones that he brought in today. And if you use those for one year, Kevin, $150, $200 bucks for those?
1: The... I actually got a good deal on those because okay. on the box, it was 250 brand new. There you go. I actually bought them for $115.
0: Okay. So, so Kevin bought those for $115, maybe including some tax. Let's just say $130. Okay. I paid 115 flat. 115 flat. So let's say he uses those for two years, and he wants to upgrade because a new model comes out, and he goes back to the dealership with these headphones. They're not going to give him $115. They're used. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, these things with four wheels sitting on my showroom floor, they're nothing but gigantic refrigerators, okay? They depreciate, just like Kevin's wireless headphones depreciate. Everything depreciates. So I've got a way to defeat that and overcome that. Let's say you're interested in a... Model A. I'm not even going to talk about any specific model. Let's say you're interested in model A and trim level B. So you got a model, doesn't matter what it is. Now, if you're in the camp where it's not so important to you as a buyer and your ego that you got to have the 2019 with all the bells and whistles, go out and look for cars that are on dealership lots right now that are a year old, 2018s, and have been on the lot for 385 days. It's a 2018, and it's 385 days, and it only has 62 miles on it. And you're like, what? Why would I want to buy one of those? It's, it's old. It's used. No, it's not old. No, it's not used. It's never been titled. It's brand new. Yeah, it's it's a year old. What if you found one that was 485 days old? It was still a new car. It's never been titled. It was what you want. It was brand A with trim level B. Leather, remote start, keyless entry. It had all you want. Well, guess what? You just found the golden egg. Let me explain. Fast forward. You go and buy it. You get a great price on it because they need to get it out of there because it's been on the lot for 485 days. It's brand new. They detail it. They clean it up. They give you Sirius XM. You get OnStar. You get a full tank of gas. You drive off the lot with 62 miles on a year old vehicle. You just made some big bank. Fast forward. Five years after that you decide to trade it in. You go to NADA and you put in your trade value and you put your mileage in. Because your mileage is so low on such an old vehicle You now have an ad in the column where it says mileage. You could get an extra $2,800. You could get an extra $3,500 in trade value added back to the trade value because your mileage is so low. And then you're going to go to a dealership, and they're going to go, Hey, Bob, this is a 2,000, and you only have how many miles on it? really how'd you get the mileage so low there you go brand new vehicle great savings full warranty no shortcuts given no shortcuts taken trade value added back to the vehicle because it's such a new vehicle the mileage is so low there you go how about that Did you ever think of that
1: like i remember you telling me about how you at the time how you bought your verano right and that's exactly how you how you got it it was in a a very aged unit but it was still new yep and just didn't drive it a lot yep there you go yep so uh
0: so tell us about the camp that you're going to represent today mr kevin the camp of i will never buy new i will always buy used
1: well inherently speaking anything used like jp had said earlier it is the beneficiary of depreciation you know if a dealership buys it you know they'll they'll buy it for x amount and they'll turn around or sell it at at a percentage of profit you know it's not brand new it's got miles on it you know but it's going to be inherently cheaper than its counterpart. If you say you look at a a new 2018 versus a used 2018, same exact car, everything, this used one just has 8,000 miles on it. You're looking to save a good chunk, maybe. You might be spending anywhere from 75 to 80% of sticker on the car or, or truck, whatever it is you buy. But the downside of that is something that jp had hit on it's like it's somebody else's headache they didn't want it for whatever reason no it it didn't perform well it just wasn't what they wanted this that whatever and and
0: i want to reiterate i'm not knocking used vehicles It, it may not fit their lifestyle right you know you've got a lot of young people that buy something they think they want and then they end up getting married and having twins right so there's a lifestyle change there's a reason why they moved out of that vehicle and traded it in. Right. And it's not negativity that I'm looking at. It's just lifestyle changes and performance sometimes is the reason why they trade out of vehicles.
1: Okay. And, but the, I have to look at it, look at the downside of that. If you buy used, you are the unfortunate victim of the expiration of any warranty. If you buy a vehicle that's three years old with 40,000 miles you don't get the benefit of the bumper-to-bumper warranty. You get whatever's left of the limited powertrain warranty, which is a four-year, 50,000-mile, or or four-year, 50,000, or five-year, 100,000-mile average. So you're already three or four years into a five-year plan and half the mileage. So if you buy a used car thinking you're going to have it forever, you know, it's something you want to look into with an extended warranty and we all know about extended warranties how people feel about them I'm not going to get into that but the two big reasons why I can think of why people would buy would prefer to buy used over new is bang for the dollar some people can deal with having miles on a car I could my last car purchase had it was a 3-year-old car with 32,000 miles on it I was lucky to get a, such a, a, a good car in great shape like that. Uh, bang for the dollar. Um, you can get that $50,000 truck you wanted with all the bells and whistles at a clip of $38,000. You know, just gotta put up with a little bit of miles, a little bit of wear and tear, a little bit of miles, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. But if it's something that you can deal with, why not do it? Uh, and the second thing I can really think of is that used vehicles that are are resold by their manufacturers, they actually have certified programs that give it the perks and the benefits, like GP was talking about, of a brand-new car. You get a built-in extended uh, warranty. I think Mercedes-Benz has a three-year or two- or three-year unlimited mileage warranty on their certified pre-owned vehicles. They want you to enjoy quote, someone else's headache that they didn't want, or a lifestyle, or a victim of a lifestyle change. They want you to enjoy that. There is inherent benefit to having something pre-owned like that. Now, it didn't used to be like that back in the day, where vehicles were sold as is. Like, you, you just get stuck with it. I mean, like, you buy it as it sits. Or you can opt for the... $3,500 extended warranty that they'll clip on at the end or you, you know, just whatever you wanted to do. But there's reason enough now with manufacturers, whether you be a, a GM loyalist or a Ford loyalist or a FCA, which is Fiat Chrysler, Dodge Jeep Ram loyalist or Mercedes or BMW, no matter what it is, there's enough reason to stay within the brand, but not necessarily buy new because they incentivize you to buy these pre-owned vehicles. You'll get maybe better interest rates. You might not be able to get 0% on a on a pre-owned vehicle, but you can get 1.9%, which is still better than the inherent 5% or so that most banks will give you just because it's a used one. So there's money to be saved on top of, in the in the long run with your financing, instead of, along with, rather, money to be saved just because it has it's maybe a year or two old with like 25,000 miles. And they rigorously inspect those vehicles anyway. It's not like they buy it and slap the certified tag on it. They make sure everything is in good working order, if not brand new working order, before they tag it like that. So those are my two big reasons. It's just a, a cheaper alternative to buying new, especially if you're a, a savvy shopper. And just out of the gate being able to find what you want in in your purchase and on top of that they incentivize you to buy pre-owned now as well instead along with saving money because it's a pre-owned vehicle we're going to incentivize you to buy it anyways so you're saving even more money or getting more value built into your purchase rather than just buying a vehicle as is and getting stuck with that proverbial headache of You know, buying it as is. I got to worry about this. I got to worry about that. The tires are bad. Brakes are bad. They look at all that stuff before they resell it. So,
0: Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Breaking news. I have an Easter egg for Kevin. Okay. And buying used.
1: Okay.
0: A lot of times when you pull your Carfax up and you look at the Carfax of the vehicle you're purchasing and if it's certified pre-owned, And it's at the dealership of your choice, Dodge certified pre-owned, Chrysler certified pre-owned, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing. And the first thing I've had clients tell me is, oh my gosh, looks like it came from a rental car agency. I don't want it. And I'll ask them, why don't you want it? Well, I don't want it because I know how people drive rental cars. Kevin, you may know this. Did you know, audience, that if a rental car company has a fleet of vehicles, all the way from Audis to Mercedes to Buicks to Chryslers to Jeeps to Fords, whatever, if they have a fleet of vehicles that they're leasing and people are renting from them and they get damaged because it's under a lease, did you know they actually have to take it? and get it fixed with OEM parts and get it in working order perfectly, like it was brand new. And if it wasn't an accident or driven rough, every single time it comes back from a road trip from a client that leased it, it has to be gone it has to go through an entire inspection process before they put it back on the road. So my point of all that is if I ever buy used, I'll make sure it's certified pre-owned. And I'll also make sure that it actually came from a leasing agency (laughs) that way i know that even if it was driven a little rough that those leasing companies whether it was hertz avis rental car or whatever it leased it from if it was a leased car i know that they looked at it and tightened it up and fixed it and repaired it with oem parts because It usually goes back to the manufacturer that it is, whether it's a Ford, Chrysler, Jeep, Mercedes, or an Audi, or whatever. Did you know that?
1: No, but I having uh, having a company that I used to work for, we bought at the time we bought vehicles from Hertz and Hertz and Avis and those types of companies like that. We we bought that, and and I didn't know that, but. The vehicles we did buy, they were one or two years old. They fell within the the spectrum of the of the manufacturer's warranty. They fell in right. that spectrum. It may be a little close in terms of like it might be two years old with like thirty four thousand right. miles, but it was close. It was within that realm. Sure. And they were just never. They just weren't that either. That hardly driven that that driven mm-hmm. or that old it was always within like one or two years and within a few thousand miles of the the expiration of the factory warranty right so
0: there you go a little right. easter egg certified pre-owned rental car i'd buy it i'd buy it in a heartbeat in fact i've, I've actually gone to a rental car agency to find out where their vehicles go because I, at the time i was Uh, doing a lot of traveling for my career I wanted to buy a pre-owned Pontiac Grand Prix Mm -hmm. and I bought a rental one after I bought it I put 280,000 miles on it
1: (laughs) yeah you travel
0: quite a bit (laughs) so there you go folks are you in the camp of well there you go folks are you in the camp of I'll never buy new or are you in the camp I will always buy used what camp are you in? If you have any questions, you know where to find us. I'm JP Gwynn. This is K-Dub, sitting over here looking good. Kevin, what do you got to say, brother?
1: Uh, I don't think you can go wrong either way. There's plenty of reason to be in either camp. There's pros and cons for each if you've bought anything. Totally agree. If you've bought anything for exactly. Anything, I mean, you know there's pros and cons sure. for each uh, for whatever these days right. to buy something.
0: Um, and please keep in mind, this is not to say one camp is better than the other camp. This is just kind of give you guys the facts. I totally agree. Great point, Kevin. Cause you know, when you go buy a used 1957 Chevy Bel Air, there's a whole another different reason why you're buying that. Yeah, That's something completely different. So Great point, Kevin. Thank you so much for your time today, Kevin. I really, really appreciate it. No problem. This is a great, great uh, podcast. I look forward to it. And please, folks, hook us up or look us up and hook us up with anything you need to know about cars. Remember, this is cruise control. Ask a car guy anything. Please stand by for our guest who's going to pop in any moment now. To ask a car guy anything. And remember the whole premise behind ask a car guy is, you don't have to ask me about cars, you can ask me anything you want. What's your favorite color? So here we go. Thanks a lot, and here's our special guest. Tell me when you're ready. Um. Ready? Yeah. Okay, so here we are at uh, Joe Tacos today, and our guest today is going to be JJ, our waiter. By the way, great service. Love the chips and hot sauce. Spot on. Um... Now's your chance, JJ. Uh, Cruise control is gonna let you ask a car guy anything, so go for it, my friend. Okay, the cars nowadays are completely different than when they were back in the
1: muscle era. Okay. Uh, With the cars nowadays, what could you do to change anything about the new cars nowadays into the muscle
0: car of yesterday? So, what you're saying is you want the manufacturers to have a muscle car? It would be great. I would love to see a muscle car,
1: but the way technology comes out and the way shapes come out, they look horrible. The new body styles, I, I'm not a, a fan of. I agree, I agree. I'm a muscle
0: car guy, and I love muscle cars. Well, that's a good question. That's a great question. Uh, all I can say is just keep hanging on to the old iron metal that you have now. Never give it up because my 2018 Buick may be a classic for somebody in 50 years so I would say keep digging and loving the old cars that you love now and hang on to them because they're going to become very very valuable in more ways than one and I'm not talking about monetary because you're exactly right classic muscle cars are hard to come by the biggest problem with manufacturers trying to have that type of vehicle in the dealership to sell is safety it all has to do with safety Everything is taking manufacturers from being a designer and being able to develop something really nice, but on the other hand, their hands are tied by the National Highway Safety Institute of America, the EPA, the government regulations, safety, 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 everybody wants safety because nobody wants to get hurt in a car, and then the flip side of that is we don't want anybody to die, but everything's always geared towards safety. That's why those muscle cars are hard to come by. Does that help? I, I definitely. I mean, I, sure. I'm, I'm on your side, and I like Me muscle too. cars. <coughs> but they're hard to come by, and you just, I don't know. There's a few of them out there, the Corvettes, the Chargers, the Challengers. They push the envelope as much as they can, mm-hmm. but yet they're kind of having to tamper back, too, you know, with the Hellcat and all that stuff. But Buick's finally getting on board. They're going to have the uh, Bu- Buick Regal GS Sport with a six-cylinder engine and 310 horsepower. Well, I still, in my opinion, back then, in the muscle era,
1: cars were steel.
0: Yeah.
1: And now they're not. (laughs) They were literally muscle cars. You could muscle people on the road. You could muscle through things with them. Well,
0: again... (laughs) And I'm a big motorsport. You're talking to a guy that's a motorsports fan. I love motorsports, and I'm all about it. I mean, I watch uh, Formula One racing, drag racing. Our boss is a drag racer over there at the dealership where I work. So we're into muscle cars, but, again, you have to realize that manufacturers cater to a wide audience, and it's all geared towards safety. Even though mom needs to do 130 miles an hour to the grocery store, it may not be quite what they want her to do right but it's always geared towards safety and but i dig it it's a good question well i, I need a mom with a left foot for sure <laughs> so all right definitely. well thanks for your time i appreciate it again yes, sir. cruise control ask your car guy any anything there you go there's our uh, guest of the day appreciate you. awesome guys i appreciate you asking for me
1: guys thank great. y'all uh-huh. yeah.